coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> Welcome to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. It's your host, Zombie Joe. Tonight's episode is number seven, and I'm going to be covering 2020's host. This is uh, going to fall under the uh, internet slash ISO slash Zoom horror. <laughs> and uh, it's also going to be an episode where I welcome to Australia the horror streaming service Shudder. So, g'day, guys, and welcome to. Australia, thanks for coming. It's been a long wait, and uh, but worth the wait. Um, I've signed up with uh, Shutter, and uh, I think it's sixty nine dollars for the annual subscription. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty sweet. I got until next year. Uh, it's not bad. It's cheaper than Netflix and the other stuff uh, to to pay for that. So yeah, sixty nine bucks is pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's got a pretty decent amount of. Uh, uh, horror films and TV shows on there. Uh, the one that I was super keen on checking out was Creepshow. Um, I watched one episode. In the one episode, it has two stories. This thing is an absolute love letter to the comic book. It even is done as a comic book as I was going through it. Totally loved it. And it's taken all the strength I've had not to binge watch this thing. I wanted to binge it so bad. And I thought, no, nah, I'm going to do an episode a week. I'm going to stretch it out and enjoy it and, you know, really look forward to every week sitting down and watching a Creepshow episode. Like, so I'm not going to be not going to be binging these uh, films. I'm going to be stretching them out and enjoying them. So, so far, so good. Um, the only thing I was a little bit bummed about was that you can't get the apps on Samsung phones. Like, it's, it's not out on the new... Uh, thing yet. I don't know about Canada and the US whether they're available to do so, but yeah, I, we can't get the app over here. So at the moment, I've just got it on the laptop. Um, so that's hey, it's better than nothing, man. Um, you know, the wait's kind of over. We've been we've been uh, waiting for a while for Shutter, and I've been bitching about you know when Shutter's going to come to Australia for quite a while now. So um, yeah, and it's finally happened. So you know what? Just yeah take the early Christmas present <laughs> so yeah I'm good that's that uh, so yeah tonight I'm gonna be uh, talking about uh, host 2020 which is one of the at the moment it's the it's the horror film on shutter that everyone's kind of uh, talking about um, and it's had some really good reviews and so kind of I thought it's not too much hype but it was enough to get me intrigued about the film. Um, I was kind of worried going into this that it was going to be like every other bullshit internet horror film out there, like Unfriended and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, yeah, here we go. Uh, and I was, yeah, I was I was actually, I wasn't going to say pleasantly surprised, but I was, I was like impressed that it didn't go down that path like um it could have easily done that and it didn't um so the gentleman that was behind this that directed it was rob savage uh he also wrote it and he co-wrote it with another lady called Gemma hurley 
Uh, both both of them worked on a film called Dawn of the Death, uh, which was 2012. I haven't seen this film, but I'm very interested in seeing it. Um, it's about um, the sound pulses that affect normal hearing uh, population of the world. The deaf population of the world, it doesn't affect them. So they are, they've got to work together uh, because the general population is... Now, I don't know what they mean by infected or affected. So it could be a zombie situation. It could be that they're psychotic. I don't, I don't know. But it seems to be this us versus them kind of premise uh, just involving deaf people as the, as the survivors. So that would be interesting using Aslan kind of sign language uh, uh, in, a, in a horror film. So after reading this, like, I just thought, wow, this is like a very intellectually well kind of um, movie. Like, I thought, this is pretty good. So I've definitely made a list of that, and I'm going to go hunt this thing down and try and watch it, because I thought, if these are the same guys that made this horror movie with deaf people in it, these guys have made a horror film involving Zoom. So... <laughs> It's good on you, like Rob. Holy shit, like good on you, mate. I I owe you a bit, and it's same as Gemma. Like, well done. Like, it, it's 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 a good idea. It's how do I how do I? It's kind of like they've taken something now that's that's what's being used frequently and has made it scary, like Stephen King does. Now, the Stephen King's notorious for it, and and what I mean by that is, you know, he's taken. Cujo, for example, a St. Bernard dog, which is essentially a rescue dog. It's there to help you, not fucking eat your face like it does in Cujo. Um, you know, so it's that premise, you know, something nice, something that's there to help you, something that, that means safety, and it's turned on its head and it's made scary. Zoom is a communication tool that everyone is now heavily using because of our current situation globally. And it's now made it scary. Like, so, you know, I think it's great. Like, well done. Like, you know, really well done. Um, the two movies that these these two films are connected with are, and you can't avoid it, it's The Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, right? Can't, you cannot avoid it. Like, if, if Mummy Blair Witch... And, and Daddy Paranormal Activity got together and they loved each other and they gave a special cuddle. Host is the, is the kid of this of this situation. And uh, I'm not going to say love child, but like, you know, it's it's definitely, it's got the DNA of both movies in this thing, the setup of it. And, um, uh, and that's what I liked about it too, because it wasn't ripping it off. But you could say, yeah, these two movies are connected. Like the the th just the way it's set out, the pace, the suspense. Uh, I couldn't put it. It was on the tip of my tongue, and I thought, what kind of movie is this? It's not batshit scary. This isn't nightmare fuel. But I just couldn't, and I went heebie-jeebies. I said, that's what the this thing is. It gives you the heebie-jeebies, right? And what I mean by that is, I've finished just finished watching this movie. I'm now filming this, right? This is essentially what the host movie is about. It's just me going blah blah blah, and then something in the background 
something scary happens you know like the fucking skull falls off or goes flying at the screen or you know i swear to god if this door opens <laughs> fucking behind me and i go flying into the screen yeah ring up my mum she'll sort it out um i was i was like holy shit so you, you're kind of creeped out i'm waiting for this door to fucking open it's our bedroom door and there's no one in there so if it does open uh, fuck um get the rosary beads out uh, the, <clears throat> so that's why I was really impressed about this. So usually what I do with the other episodes is I do the ratings, I do the gross and the worldwide, just the money and all that kind of stuff. Well, because it's a new movie and it's been released on Shutter, that information isn't available. So basically, uh, I'm DB gave it a six out of 10. I give it an eight out of 10. Uh, not because I'm angry at the IMDb, I just, yeah, that's what they've given it. Oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll give it an 8. It's uh, it's really, really good. The runtime on this is 58 minutes, right? And that's including the credits. Well, uh, the credits kind of... I'm somewhat confused because at the end of the film, it kind of... The computer's just like the, the the movie's like the the end screen. What you're seeing on the screen is basically a laptop. Like the, the mouse is still moving around and everything. You're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> you know, so, so who's on my fucking laptop? Like, you know, and because I watched it on a laptop, it made it even more like intense. Like, because you you, I was like, whoa! Like at that point. Um, and that's what made this movie effective. And I think this is why everyone's kind of jumped on board and, and are absolutely loving the shit out of this movie. Um, so it's it's used its current situation and the technology that we're using in this current situation and made it scary. And I think it's fantastic. That's why I really, really liked it. So that's why I give it an 8 out of 10. Um, the cast. Now, usually what I do is I go main character and go down the thing. I'm going to start off with the entity. This is guy. The guy's name is John uh, James Swanton, right? Now this guy is pretty much uh, he plays a demon in the movie Salt, twenty seventeen, and he plays the creature in Frankenstein's Creature, and he plays the entity in this thing. Now I'm not. I'm just saying entity because I don't want to spoil what it is like at all. So I haven't spoiled it. Just the the creepy ass entity in this film right you only see snippets of this guy but when when the snippets appear and then disappear uh yeah it's 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 very well done uh he i can see why this guy gets picked to holy shit I've seen the picture of him as the demon in Salt, and I've seen him in, as the creature in Frankenstein's Creature. Just Google it. Like, go on IMDb. It's on there. Like, you see the, the cover art and this guy's face. You're just like, Jesus. Like, um, he really uses his physical appearance to it, scare the shit out of people. Like, it, it's well done. Like, you know, that was really, really well done. So that's why I wanted to mention him first, because he, he's... He's kind of the star of the show. Like, there's enough suspense being built up, and then he just appears and then disappears, and you're just like hanging on. 
you know, like you, you're just really shaken every time he does that. So I thought that was really well done. Uh, the heebie-jeebiness level is quite quite high in this movie. Um, so it's good. The reason why the heebie-jeebiness is high in this movie is because of the actresses involved. Right now, you have one, two, uh, three actresses that are all from the movie Dawn of the Deaf. Right. They all know Rob and Gemma Hurley, and you can tell, like, because they just basically said to these girls, hey, this is the vision we see, and we want you to work with that. And they all work with that, and you can tell. Like, they, they do a really, really good job with with really good writing. Like, it was it was done well, and that's why this movie's good. Um, with... Uh, so, basically... You've got Hayley Bishop, right? Now, the other thing about these characters, too, is that everyone's name is actually their first name. So you could kind of... They're giving it that this is the Blair Witch thing. Is it real? Like, because in the Blair Witch Project, you had the three people, and the whole thing about the Blair Witch Project was it was found footage, and these three people fucking went missing for real. Like, I remember the hype of the Blair Witch Project. I bought the book... I fully got involved in it. I thought it was fucking real. And then it turned out it was just the, you know, it wasn't. And this is like early internet as well. So you're just kind of thinking, what the fuck was... Like, you're like, well, well, good promotion, you know, kind of for the film. And it did its job. Like, it did what it had to do. So I think that's kind of where they were kind of giving it that, that kind of Blair Witchy kind of thing. Whereas, like, everyone, it's their actual names. Like, so Hayley Bishop, she's a US actress. Uh, she was in Dawn of the Deaf. Um, she's done a few of the, um, what do you call it, um, short films. And at the start of the film, there's it's her walking around the house and she's setting up like her phone. And she's just walking around the house and, and some stuff goes on. And that kind of got my in, like, got me questioning if something wasn't already there. Like, I, I, I that was just my thought. Um, but it happened really quick, and I was thinking, oh, okay. I don't know if I was meant to pick that up, or I just happened to freakishly enough pick it up because you know, it's laptop, it's a smaller screen. I kind of was just happened to be looking at the right time, but. I just kind of little made a note going, uh, something. And this is like not even a minute into the first opening act, really. Uh, she then sets up her camera. She starts talking immediately with Gemma Moore. She, so she's a Hong Kong actress. She's, uh, uh, and, but she's from the UK. Her accent was kind of throwing me off. I actually thought she was Australian. So when I was looking it up and they were saying, oh, she's from the UK, but she was born in Hong Kong, I was like, nah, she's lived in Australia at some stage, I'm sure of it, because she she had an Aussie accent, um, so yeah, I was kind of like, mm, okay, I wasn't, so yeah, I don't know, that's kind of still got me stumped a little bit, um, I, I looked on IMDB and hunted around and it doesn't say anything about Australia whatsoever, it just says that she was born in Hong Kong and she's a British actress, and I was like, okay, I'll just leave it at that. Um, Emma Louise Webb, uh, she plays Emma, and um, you would have seen her in the TV show The Crown. Uh, 
Uh, Radina Drandova, she's a Bob Gearing actress, um, and she was in Dawn of the Deaf. Caroline Ward is a UK actress, and she was in Dawn of the Deaf as well. Uh, and then we have uh, Ellen Emery's, who's uh, Ellen, and she's the boyfriend. Uh, he's the boyfriend of Radina. Uh, and then Edward, and you just see him briefly at the start of the film. And then there's Ed, uh, Edward Arcard and his uh, Teddy, uh, and basically does stunt work at um, uh, for the movie Vikings. So yeah, it's um, uh, that's where you'd see him from. Well, I don't know if you'd see him, but you'd see backs of him or parts of him <laughs> in action sequences. Uh, Celon Baxter is the Scottish uh, actress. Uh, she was in the current season of Doctor Who, uh, so I've got to go back and check out who she is on Doctor Who. I, I, I don't remember seeing her, but um, I'm intrigued now, and I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. She, I actually liked her in this, um, so I, I'm yeah, I'm pretty keen to see who she was in Doctor Who. So yeah, cool. And I'll just quickly get into the film, and uh, yeah, just one moment. Cool. So yeah, I. Um, so all the actresses involved, it's it's a, the other thing that I thought was unique about this movie is the fact that when usually when you start a movie, like I've said before in episodes before, I refer to the ping pong talk where everyone says everyone and you get to know everybody and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of like the ping pong dialogue that ends up occurring at the start of the film. Um, given the fact that this movie is only 58 minutes, it doesn't have that luxury. So... Um, and I was trying to put my finger on what it was that I liked about this film and why it was effective like it is. And then I went, that's what it is. I thought, I'm sitting here on my laptop watching a movie called Host. It essentially feels like I am in a Zoom meeting with these girls. And that's what it is. Like, you... Are a part of this experience like so you don't have to go oh I know these girls or what you know um, we've been friends for 20 something odd years that these girls have already got that rapport you can you can already feel the rapport and naturally you feel a part of it like or even though you don't you've never met them like you feel like you're a part of the group like you know them and that's what I thought was unique and really well done and the clever writing that Gemma and Rob have done. Like they, they essentially, you feel like you know them, you're a part of it and you're in on this Zoom meeting and they're gonna have a seance. That's, so you just feel like you're a part of it. And so you don't have to worry about the ping pong dialogue because you're just there as a part of the seance and you're just clicking in on your little Zoom thing and it's like they're looking at you and you're looking at them. And that's why I thought this movie was quite unique, uh, how they've done it. Because to do that, it's 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 pretty good. Like, um, so that's what really impressed me with this movie, and that's why I gave it an eight out of ten. And that's why I've decided to review about it tonight was because I thought here's another little horror gem that's jumped up, um, and kind of said, "Here I am," and stands on its own. Um, and like I said, there's kind of similarities to, to the Blair Witch and the paranormal activity. And what I mean by that is, and I'm, I'm not really... Um, 
there is kind of jump scares now uh, and before everyone rolls their eyes and goes oh shit the jump scare like it's they're not tacky shit jump scares they're 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 placed well and the reason why these are effective is that this movie has no music in it like and and that's that's the other thing as well is it's basically a zoom meeting like so there's no creepy music or any shit like that going on so there's no cue when something's going to go on you're visually going on something suddenly the girl's talking and then she's turning her head like this so you're thinking what's going on like you know it's no different than if i started doing it you'd be like what's the matter with joe uh, which is people ask all the time uh but you know it's uh yeah and that kind of starts creeping you out and the backgrounds were fucking freaking me out too because it's not well lit like this it was just pitch black and I'd, and you could just start to make things out in the background i'm thinking is this someone there like there's i think it's behind Gemma's character the whole entire time there's this black lump and i thought fuck me if this thing does not stand up or suddenly have a head like i was waiting for that the whole time and that's the other thing about this movie is it builds up the anticipation it builds up the heebie-jeebies so this is what this whole entire film is about it gives you the heebie-jeebies like that's that's really what it's all about so so by the end of it uh you're just all heebie-jeebied out <laughs> it's your, your peak heebie-jeebiness by the end of it and that's what spooks you and that's why this movie is effective and i think this is why everyone loves this film so much it's, it's done really really well um so you get a little sprinkle at the start but the action starts at the 24 minute mark so like i said it's a 58 minute movie 24 minutes in and it, it's go time like this is when shit starts hitting the fan it starts to get a bit weird and, and i'm thinking uh yeah okay so um yeah so that's that's really it i'm not going to go any further because then you start i'll start spoiling it unintentionally and that's definitely not what i want to do so um cool the only way you're really going to see this at the moment is on shutter so if you're like i'm not spending 69 bucks and joining shutter you're gonna to have to miss out um and just take my word for it that it's a good film and then eventually hopefully if with and when you can you can see this movie when it's available if you're like hell's to the air holy shit it's about time shutter rocked up and you're excited about it um yeah 69 bucks annual subscription and you pretty much now can get cracking in on these other horror titles uh that are on there and there's some really good tv shows there's a new zealand one that's jumping up at me it's about these new zealand warriors that are going to fight something in a like it looks really good like um it looks like you see some maori warriors and i'm thinking holy shit this looks really really cool there's creep show which i was massively hanging out for um there's a doco with uh eli roth um uh the history of horror and i was thinking oh my god this is like fucking christmas like this this uh shutter thing so i'm really stoked um about it and so yeah like i said i'm gonna slowly pace myself and uh just enjoy it and just you know do an episode a week or something and and uh yeah so this is kind of the uh shutter welcome to shutter slash 
internet slash ISO slash Zoom horror episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. So this is uh, the decent internet horror film that I think everyone has been waiting for. There's been some flops in the past. Let's forget that. Let's just say that Host Now is the official Zoom slash internet horror film. Like, that's it. So if you're thinking that that genre or that subject, subgenre, that's that's where Host will go. Um, and that's why I'm saying to you, this is the movie um, to, to definitely check out. So it's in my top five. Um, yeah, so it's uh, I'm going to start accumulating these because at the end of the year, what I'd like to do is do you know the Adelaide Horror Podcast kind of top five, top ten movies of 2020, which is going to be interesting because not a lot of stuff is coming out. I've just recently heard the news too that Halloween 20 uh, Halloween uh, Kills has now been bumped to 2021, which is not a surprise um, given the situation how everything's going globally so yeah um it's what it is uh, i think everyone's health and there's other major issues going on at the moment so let's just focus on that first and hopefully we're here in 2021 to see halloween kills um the teaser trailer for it is is amazing like that is so good uh and uh, really well done and i just that's the only trailer i want to see um if they leave it like that this movie's going to be a cracker. You can't go wrong. Like, it looks really, really good. So, cool. Uh, and that's it for tonight. So, thank you very much for, for listening in on uh, episode 7. And, uh, cool. So, stay scary. And I'll see you next time in the crypt. <laughs>